Well, hello again. This is Tony Coe, and you're listening to Refinement, Not Retirement, the podcast that's dedicated to our idea that refining your life is preferable to retiring from it. So kind of think of our show as therapy for retirees. And when I say therapy, it's as much therapy for us as it is for anyone else, because we're new to this retirement thing you know we gave up our job our work our company a few months ago a few months, and we're we're sort of getting used to this new life uh, and there are challenges and there are great things about it and we're you're joining us on our our journey so when i talk about us who am i talking about well my co-host on this show is my wife christine who joins me today from our kitchen hello christine hello so very hot it's very very hot very odd that we'll be we're talking about this subject today which i'm going to come to in a moment but on such a hot day in such a hot week but it is lovely to be in the Cotswolds. lovely to be in the beautiful village of elmley castle in our wonderful new house um but we've been sort of missing in action for a bit haven't we we did our we went to crete and we uh we did our uh episode on that which you should check out if you haven't already listened to that because we talk about all sorts of things including the leper colony there which is fascinating uh since then we've actually been a, a little closer to our shores we visited the isle of wight for pickleball which has uh, recently been on introduced onto the island and is growing fast uh so we're back now and ready to uh, give ready with our new topic today uh our new episode today which is about uh and don't go to sleep when i tell you what it's about because uh, <laughs> <laughs> it won't, I sound, it won't I sound it won't sound immediately fascinating um but it's going to be about air source heat pumps about which there has been a great deal of controversy uh, a lot of the sort of right wing press uh, has kind of uh, taken against uh, air source pumps, calling them useless and uh, a bit like a bit like electric cars. You know, there are people, you either love them or you hate them, sort of thing. Uh, so, we thought that we'd share with you our direct experience of having and living with an air source heat pump, uh, because let's face it, the proof of the pudding is in the eating. So was it a refinement to our lives? Um, if it was, it was an accidental one because uh, we weren't planning on getting a home with an air source heat pump. Um, I don't think we even considered it, did we? Never even considered it. I had absolutely no experience, even though I've been in property uh, all my life, all my working life, never even I mean, heard of them, uh, but I knew nothing about them. So it was accidental that we got one. And if it was a refinement, and you'll hear more about that, uh, then it was an accidental one. A bit like when we got rid of our, well, our narrowboat, Tickety Boo. That that uh, we thought getting the narrowboat was a refinement. Actually, getting rid of it was the refinement. <laughs> yes. If you haven't <laughs> yes. listened to those episodes about our narrowboat experience, please do check them out. So rewinding covid hit we were living in central london in kent south kensington 
COVID hit and we decided that that was the time, that was the push that we needed in order to do what we planned to do one day, which was to move out to the countryside. Now, we're not going to go into that in a great deal of detail because we have an episode on that. I think it might have been our second episode about escaping to the country. Uh, do check it out if you haven't listened to that. So it's all in there. You know, that particular story is there. But we found our perfect house in Elmley Castle on the northwest tip of the Cotswolds. And that perfect house was perfect in every respect, bar one thing. And Christine's going to perhaps tell you about a little bit about that. What, what was it? What was it? What, what are you saying? Are you talking oh, about the air source pump? Oh, yes. Because if you remember, we liked everything about it. And I, what did I say to you? Well, yeah, but I mean, again, I don't think we knew much about it. You did start to research it when we saw the house, um, when we got home, having loved it. And you started to freak out because you thought that it was not very efficient or, you know, you're pulling cold air out. You're pulling the cold air outside, aren't you? And then pushing it from the outdoor in. Um, and you sort of said, well, are you going to are you sure you want this house? Because we're going to be wearing, we're not going to be able to afford the the heating bill because it's going to probably be very expensive and we're going to have to wrap up warmly in lots of sweaters and jumpers because it was underfloor heating, right? And radiators upstairs, but they're well, I very think different, it, which I'm sure its, you can explain that. Put in its simplest terms, uh, we found the perfect house. We wanted a contemporary house. Uh, we wanted to be in a nice uh, medieval kind of village with looking at nice, beautiful thatched cottages. We didn't really want to live in one of those. We wanted to live in a modern house. Uh, we wanted bifold doors and, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, and we found all that in, in, in the house that we chose. But we it had the this newfangled uh, heating system about which we had no... I had not known knew nothing. You about. have to put them in new houses, though. Now, do they ha do no, you have to put them no, in new houses? No, they try. They the government tried to set a date for that, but I think that the you know it, it's it like it like with electric cars. Really, it's it's you know it's impractical. Yes, uh, but in a way, I mean, thank goodness that they did because it actually. Well, we can go on to talk about that, but not having any any clue but now in hindsight it, it's fantastic right well let's but we didn't ahead know of, that let's not get ahead of ourselves it may or may not be fantastic we're not quite there yet um in our story anyway uh but no but i, meant, I was i, I was that... yeah i know i was i was very very concerned because uh you know i ha didn't have any experience of it and I, you know i was always taught in you know the property industries stick to the tried and tested you know people always for instance, roofs. People have always tried to do new types of roof, and uh, you know, I remember the turnerizing system where you stick tar on a flat roof and all that sort of thing. Uh, and all my training and all my learning told me that you want to stick to the tried and tested. And you know, gas boilers and oil-fired boilers are—they've stood the test of time. They're tried and tested. And here was this new thing, which is a bit, little bit like an air conditioning sort of you know you have this outside unit and it takes the ambient air the, the warmth that's already in the air and and sort of through a like a reverse refrigerator process as i understand it as you can tell i'm not a techie person i'm not an engineer 
but it uses that heat in order to save energy um, and, and sort of warms it up, if you like. Uh, so that told me that it wasn't going to be like a boiler that you know gives you enormous bursts of energy. It was, it was going to give you a little bit of incremental heat that's natural, and then it was going to warm that up. Um, so I thought, and, and I read about it and researched it, really couldn't, even through all my property contacts, really couldn't find anyone who had direct experience of it. And Except one person. Well, I've got, yeah, that, that's true. But that was right at sort of the end when I was sort of doing my, yes, making my final yeah. conclusions. But it, it, I hadn't really found anyone who had direct experience. And I know you're talking about brother-in-law Paul, who was very, very helpful, but he didn't really have a lot of direct experience of it other than he thought it was a good, you know, he thought it was a good idea. I think he'd put them into some of the homes that he built, but and that's not the same. He did ground source pumps, actually. Did he? That's not, well, there, there yeah. you are. That's that's different from air source uh, heat pumps. Yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, I was I was concerned because the, the what I was, the feedback I was getting suggested, well, first of all, they're not tried and tested. Secondly, they don't really produce enormous bursts of heat like a oil or gas fired boiler. So my feeling was this was going to be something where the, you know, you're, you're going to have to wear more clothes, right? So I had that conversation with you. What did I say to you? I just said, are you, are you, do you still want to go ahead with this house? Because you are going to not be so warm as we're used to. Well, actually, what I said to you was, be prepared to wear jumpers in the house. Yeah. Be prepared yeah. to wear layers of clothing because you're going to have to keep warm in the, a little bit more like the way they did in the olden days, right? Um, yeah. Uh, because I was concerned that we weren't going to be able to do what we did, we've been doing for decades, which was just switch up the, you know, switch up the boiler and the thermostat and, you know, you'd get heat quite Boost quickly. Boost up the radiators, yeah. Um. So uh, we, you said, well, I love the house enough that I'm willing to take that risk. And I did have that conversation with Paul, uh, brother, my brother-in-law, Paul. And um, uh, he seemed to think that, you know, it was a safe thing to go for. And yeah. as it, but it wasn't just me having to wear jumpers. It was also you too. You're talking as if it's like <laughs> yeah. just it's just me prepared to wear. Well, jumpers. no, but there's always a, a there's always a You're battle involved. between husband and wife over the thermostat, isn't there? And you always like it yeah. a lot warmer than I did. So I think, you know, I I didn't really I wasn't worried too much about myself in that respect. But I was concerned about you because you do like your heat. Um, as it happened, um, perhaps I didn't need to be so concerned because we had um we had an the issue that we had with it uh when, when we did go we went, obviously went ahead bought the house and accepted the situation we were told by our neighbors who have uh, sim very simple one what the one on one side it's an identical house on the other side it's a it's a bigger house all built by the same uh bespoke builder and um uh, they both kind of said, well, this is was absolutely new to us. They'd been here a couple of years before us. They, yeah. It's new to us, and we had to learn a great deal about it, but it, it seems to work. You know, the best thing to do is to sort of just trust it and leave it alone, <laughs> So, which is pretty much what we've done. Uh, but we did have an issue, and it was it, soon after moving in, we did have an issue. So before I get to that, one thing 
we did do is we bought the best possible um, maintenance uh, cover that that we could find. the The system that we have in our house is is a Mitsubishi system, and it's called Ecodan, E C O D A N. Um, and so we we adopted what the previous owners uh, took out. I think I think they had it, uh, but we went you know we went for the highest. I think they call it their diamond cover. No, 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 we didn't because if you remember, it, it was it was it was covered it, the first three years. So when we arrived, we were at two and a half years. So we got told about it from the neighbours. So when it was when the warranty was up, the three years cover, we then had to look for something. And Dave and Sally recommended the, the, the you know, the, the the diamond or whatever it's called yeah, service. It's black so, diamond or something like that. It's, their, it's, Mitsubishi's, yeah, so, it's Mitsubishi's top. Top rate. So which, which, they described, which they described as completely comprehensive. No worries. You yeah. didn't have any concerns and that felt like just exact. It felt like the sort of thing that you got from British Gas for a gas boiler, where you go for their yeah. you know, five star cover. Everything, everything was covered. wasn't cheap, but you know, we we we. I felt that we needed that. So uh, we we did have an issue, and it, the issue that we had very soon after we moved in, well, when the winter came, anyway, because when we moved in, we moved in in the summer, but when the winter yeah. season came around, I think sort of October time uh we did have an issue but it was the opposite that i was expecting the opposite because i came down to the kitchen in in the morning big kitchen breakfast room lovely room it's probably our favorite room in the house came down to, the, to that and i saw that the temperature was going up and up and up and up and up and i mean it was becoming sweltering so naturally called them and uh yeah that we'll, we'll 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 be out there and then the next thing we knew we had a sort of call from them saying well, no, this is to do with your underfloor heating because it's under the ground floor is all underfloor heating. Um, and uh, it's, since it's to do with your underfloor heating, we don't cover that. I thought, what <laughs> <laughs> are you talking about? You described your cover as completely comprehensive and so on and so forth. And that's when we freaked you, out, didn't we? We mean? thought, oh, so, no, what have know, we done? Right. What have we done? We were right. We were we... right to be worried, but on the opposite effect. Right. So without sort of going into a huge amount of detail about it it was it was resolved we did have a fight over it and i got a little bit legal with them um and to be fair to them they they did the right thing um and they they put it you know they put everything right and it and it's since then it's worked fantastically um and it's it is you can just leave it alone you don't have to really move the thermostats you just leave them at a comfortable temperature but what I would say is very, very critical. So there has been a lot of um, there has been a lot of criticism in the press and even talk of people, you know, putting them in costing 10, 20, 30, 40 grand because they're not cheap to put in. Um, people have put them in and now ripping them out, apparently, uh, because they're not producing the heat. Well, I think I know the reason for that. Uh, and what what. We should say is that our house and the houses in this on the same development, three houses in total, the houses are very, very well thermally insulated. I mean, unbelievable, really. I mean, they, you know, they're so well insulated. Everything fits the doors, the windows, everything's high quality. And 
Everything. You can't even hear a car. You when the windows are shut, you can't even hear a car pull up, can you? You no. can't hear anything from can't the outside. We're in a very quiet lane, but you can't hear a thing. Yeah, it's it's just so well insulated, and that is, I think, the key to whether your air source heat pump or indeed your ground source heat pump, uh, whether it's going to work for you. And that means, I think, that you need a new build that is built for it. These houses yeah, were I built think it is. for the system. If you're retrofitting, um, and you know, we have in the family that situation to a, you know to an old cottage, a leaky old cottage with condensation problems and lots of leaking that you know this thing is going to be running a lot this air source pump and it really is designed to run as little as possible um and just to provide the help that's needed to keep the temperature of the house up but then once it's done that job it's like an aeroplane cruising at 50 30,000 feet or whatever you know there isn't a lot of energy required once it's up there um and you know, in fact, I was told um, by the engineers when they came that you know you really don't want to be fiddling with those. What don't reduce those those dials too much because not, not you know about two percent, two two degrees. Sorry, not two percent. Two degrees. Two degrees is about the limit you want to do because you don't want it doing a lot of work getting the heat up again. Um, and I, you know, I have found that to be absolutely true. And the, the, the situations that I have heard about and have direct experience of where people have retrofitted and tried to make it work have not been great because they're trying, you know, you really in those situations with a leaky home, you need that, but those bursts of energy that only gas and oil fired boilers can provide. Yeah, because so we have the we have the um, radiators upstairs, but again, they're not like radiators that we're used to. Uh, where the water gets hot when you put the you know the gas boiler powers up and then you get a hot hot radiator these radiators in the bedrooms never get hot do they and yet going back to the you know you don't have that sort of temperature the bedrooms never feel cold do they ever no i'm so Again, i'm so glad that you cold. i'm so glad that you mentioned this because we don't script this show and it's sort of very much a conversation um, and uh, I'm so glad you mentioned that because you you've reminded me of a very very key factor, and that is that really the engine of um, this heating system is the underfloor, the ground floor yeah. underfloor heating. We have a stone, largely a stone underfloor uh, of ground floor, limestone it is. And there are coils. Think of it like radiators in the floor. You know, water flows through them, which is heated by the air source heat. And you pump. feel the patches, don't you, of the warmth? You feel the warmth very much. But the thing is that the warmth stays in the stone. So once it's done, it's you know, it's it's run for a little while. It's produced the heat. That heat is is residing in that stone floor, and that stone floor continues to give off that heat for hours afterwards and that heat rises and that rises up to the upper floor and up up the staircase well right so there are radiators upstairs but you hardly as, as christine says you hardly ever notice them getting even warm 
No, they don't. Do sometimes when it's cold and they come on. And uh, I have heard, you know, that people, a lot of people are only putting in the ground floor system because that heats the upstairs. You don't really need the radius. And I think that's probably the case here. Yeah, large, I think so too. So um, don't think that you can, again, this is a matter of retrofitting. I mean, don't think that you can just use radiators. Companies will tell you, oh, fine, just use radiators and we'll stick a air source pump on it. Well, I don't believe that. I, I think you need that engine. You need that latent heat. It's a bit like storage heaters, isn't it? The old-fashioned storage, electric yes, storage heaters. Yeah. They had bricks in them, didn't they? Breeze blocks, blocks in them. And that, they would come on at night when the electricity was cheapest, and then they would uh, release that heat throughout the day afterwards. It's the same idea. And I think that that's very, very important. So talking about that, one of the first things that we did when we came into this house is we changed to Octopus Energy, who are, I think are brilliant. Octopus Energy uh, was far cheaper at the time um, than I forget who the people, I think they might've been using British gas for their electricity, actually, the people who were here yeah, before us. Yeah, I think it was us. actually, yes. We saved a lot of money. We told our next door neighbors about it uh, who have the identical house. And they also said, wow, we're saving a lot of money um, by going with Octopus. Of course, everything has changed in the energy market since then. But, you know, Octopus not only had two attractive aspects to it. One was the cost, the main one. Second thing, they only use green electricity. Um, so produced from solar, wind, hydro. Uh, so that was obviously attractive because we like to be as green as we as we possibly can. Uh, so we did that, and I think that uh, you know both of us saved both us and our neighbours saved a lot of money on our energy by going to Octopus. And then, of course, we did something else, didn't we, Chris? We we installed solar panels. Um, yeah, twenty four solar panels on our our roof. And we installed 12 at the front and 12 in the back. Correct. And we installed a Tesla power wall, a battery in the garage to go with that, which meant that we could store energy. So what at that time we were on an octopus tariff, which did very cheap. I think it was five kilo five P per kilowatt hour overnight, and we would charge our battery overnight when we had the cheap rate and then used the electricity from the battery during the day of course the solar was also producing power and we were selling that back to the grid as well as putting it in our battery um and you know we have had since being here always two electric cars and a hot tub and even then you know our as a result of putting that solar array and battery in we were our costs i think were around half our next door neighbors uh with the identical house so that that was you know that that was incredibly good of course since then as i've said all bets are off as far as the energy is concerned it's but yeah, we're still far true. cheaper because we are now we now have uh, a couple of tesla cars and uh, uh as well as the power wall and we qualify for the tesla energy plan uh which which is just a, a symmetrical tariff which means that you pay um, the same rate for your electricity as you sell it at, symmetrical. So, and I think that at the moment is 25p per kilowatt hour. Yeah, hopefully, I think it is. Hopefully yeah. all that's going to come down. 
So, it's, it, you know, overall, it's worked out really, really well for us. And I would put it um, in the category, having an air source heat pump of a life refinement. So that was the... Yeah, the, I think the, that's true. The, the One of our line. good, like, yeah, along with the house. <laughs> well, of course, we absolutely love the house, always have loved the house. I'm, we would love it if it was a gas-fired boiler, I'm quite sure. But this yeah. is, you know, this, obviously, it's it's great to be using, a, you know, green energy, be as green as we possibly can. I think we're 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 doing well in that in that in that respect. Everyone can do better, of course. Um, we can certainly do better, but I think it's um, you know I, I think it's been really really good. Uh, but as far as others are concerned, listening to this, you've got to be very careful. You've got to make sure that the property is suitable, very well insulated, um, and uh, you know I would I would. I would definitely urge that. Uh, Chris, do you have anything to add before I close out this? No, uh, no, I this, don't think so. Episode? I think we've covered. I think we've covered it all. Great. Um, that's that's good. Uh, we're going to say something else. It sounded as though you were on. No, no, the, I was about to say, tongue. but we have gorgeous sunshine at the moment, so it's very hot and lovely. But actually, again, going hot, warm in the winter, but actually, with all the bifold doors open, the windows open. It's actually also a very cool house, so it's actually very pleasant. Well, yeah. I mean, the insulation works both ways, doesn't it? Insulates it you does, against yeah, the heat as well. And, of yeah. course, those limestone floors, you know, make it cool, don't they? And, you know, help to make it cool. It never really feels, inside the house, it never really feels sweltering at all. It certainly no, did in our, our leaky house or our leaky property in Kensington. It got very, very, very hot. And in fact, we had um, some air conditioning in there, which we badly needed, really. And of course, being in the city, it's always hotter, yeah. isn't it? And very um, old, very thick, thick walls, wasn't it? Old. So property. I think there are some grants available for air source heat pumps. Um, we oh, are there? Yeah. So I don't, I don't know how difficult it is to get them. We we didn't need to because, or we wouldn't have qualified, obviously, because we already had one. Because in the house that we bought, um, it was already there. So and we couldn't. We couldn't access grants for our solar. It was just too, I don't know whether we didn't qualify or whether it was just too, <laughs> too difficult. I think they've stopped doing them, haven't they, for solar panels? Um, they may well have done. You, you, you're you ahead of me on that. But, um, you know, as usual, the government government does it. I don't want to say the government, all governments do everything like this badly. They couldn't have, you know, they just can't organise things and do things efficiently. And what they're doing here with air source heat pumps is very similar to what they're doing with electric cars. And we will be doing an episode on electric cars. Uh, so watch out for that. We'll again be telling you our uh, life, what our lived experience has been. We've had them for, you know, very many years. Um, and we'll be telling you what our lived experience is. But, I, you know, well, I won't spoil the episode because I've got some things to say about that, which should, um, will not be entirely positive. Um, so uh, look out for that episode. Um, and, uh, you know, again, I was what the government's got done there with electric cars. You know, it has they just haven't really helped the transition process yet. They're requiring people to really to, to change to electric. Motoring. You're not supposed to be talking about it now, Tim. No, I should stop. 
so anyway that is i'm going to wrap up now um and we're a young podcast uh, we're growing our audience we thank you for your support dear listener please uh like share uh th- th- this episode and others please check out the previous episodes there's lots of things that, lots of refinements life refinements that we will be talking about and we like to hear your feedback it's very helpful to us we like to know what subjects you like what you don't perhaps want us to talk about anymore what things that you would like us to talk about please engage participate we love your ideas we love your feedback and uh, you can do that feedback on our facebook uh, page uh, or you can do it via our youtube channel you can do it via we we use spotify for podcasters which we think is brilliant uh, you can engage with us by any of those channels um, and we will certainly uh, read everything and we will uh, respond and uh, we're always looking for ideas and indeed interesting guests to join us on the show so anyway for now as always it's goodbye from me and goodbye from me bye 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 everyone bye. till next bye. time bye bye, bye. bye.